I want to continue to talk about vision. I believe, by the way, God is not through with us here today. Um, I want to talk about vision today. I truly believe that there's somebody here today um, that is looking for guidance. That's a, you came looking for your next step. You came looking for direction. I believe that with all of my heart. It's important that we receive God's vision today. I just went to the eye doctor a couple weeks ago, and she had to adjust my prescriptions so I could see a little bit better. But the vision that I'm talking about today is not what you see with your eyes. There are things that God wants to show you, where God wants to help you, where he wants to lead you, how he wants to lead you. And you look around, and you're saying, what? Because there's nothing Nothing that even resembles that right now in your life. You can't see it. But the vision I'm talking about today may not be something you can see right now. In fact, you may be so far from it, you're, it's laughable. And of course, since you can't see it, the enemy of your soul wants you to think, oh, it doesn't exist. Don't, don't even think for a second that didn't happen with us about the bridge. He wants to get you down and he wants to get you discouraged. And for some of you, you started out with a clear vision of you. You, you started out with a clear vision of your family, of your kids, and of your, of your career, of your marriage. And now, sometime later, it's like, what's happened to my vision? The vision has gotten out of focus. And you need the doc to make some adjustments to the prescription. Some of you are thinking, I, I can't see anything close to my vision, Pastor. So, so, many, so many have lost their vision. Maybe they've lost their job. Maybe they've got health issues or whatever the case may be. Maybe they've lost their vision for their future. Maybe they've lost their vision for their finances or for their family. And you know what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18? It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. The Hebrew word there, vision, just means a dream. And the Hebrew word perish there means out of control. Okay? Where there is no vision, where there is no a dream, my life is out of control. I'm perishing it's, it's, it's drifting out of control. In Scripture, there was a blind man by the name of Bartimaeus. By the way, it's talked about it earlier. It's Palm Sunday today, and, and, and next Sunday is Easter. And this story takes place when Jesus is in the last week of his life. So this week that's coming up right now, he's heading toward Jerusalem and he knows that they're going to arrest him. He, he, knows, he knows they're going to kill him. He knows that they're going to crucify him. He's going to die and rise again in three days, fulfilling the purpose of him choosing to come to earth anyway. The crowds are enormous and following him everywhere. And he comes to the city of Jericho and he gets 
to the city gates. Let me just stop for a minute. Um, last week, I was up here, and after the message, I got some com um, compliments. But one guy came up to me and said, hey, you might want to not wear white. And he said, like that. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. So how, how do I look today? How, how do I look? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But anyway, the crowds are gathering and following him everywhere. And he comes to the city of Jericho and he gets to the city gate. And there's a bunch of blind beggars that are there. And this is not an uncommon scene. There were blind beggars at the gates of most major cities in the Middle East in those days. Blindness was like the worst curse, and, and they be, became like the lowest class citizens, like, like the lowest level uh, that you can get to. And of course, we know because of the technology today, a person can be blind and live a highly productive life. But in those days, blindness meant absolute poverty. Because you can't read, because you can't write, because you can't work, which also just means that you're going to be begging your entire life. So you would sit at the gates of these cities and you would depend on the mercy and the pity of other people. Guys, it was miserable to live a life without vision. And so I want to start reading and we're going to go through this This. Um, part of scripture here, Luke 18. It says, As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. And when he heard the crowd was going by, he asked, What's happening? And they told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. I'm just going to say, I think he probably yelled it out louder than I just did. Wouldn't you? Those who led the way rebuked the blind man, and they told him to be quiet. <clears throat> but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stopped, and he ordered the man to be brought to him. And when he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? I believe Jesus is here today asking you that same question. What do you want me to do for you today? Bartimaeus says, Lord, I want to see. Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his vision and followed Jesus, praising God. Helen Keller, many of you probably know that name, was blind and deaf from birth, was once asked, isn't it a great tragedy to be blind? And she replied, it's a greater tragedy to have eyes and not see. There are a lot of people who can see physically, but they have no vision. No vision for their life, no vision for their marriage, just drifting out of control, no vision for their kids, no vision for their finances, no vision for their health, no vision for their ministry here at the church. God says, 
I don't want you to drift another day, much less another year. You'll perish. But you've got to receive, all of us, you've got to receive your vision. Some of you are saying, Pastor Steve, I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see my marriage making it. I, I, I don't see my kids getting through this tough time. I don't see you know, my career getting back on track. I don't see my health getting stronger. And I know my debt. I don't see that happening. If you're thinking any of these things, you need to receive your vision today. Your vision matters. From this cool story about Jesus healing a blind man and giving him his vision, we're going to get some insight for how God gives you your vision. I believe someone is here today, and it's your time. It's your day. <clears throat> your time to receive God's vision and plan for your life. Every miracle that he ever performed in scripture is not just a healing it's a parable of truth that we can all get something out of and from and from this healing of physical blindness we also see some insightful principles for how to receive your vision and first Bartimaeus I want to tell you the first step is he believed in Jesus he believed in Jesus Someone here today just needs to believe. That's all. Someone here today just needs to believe that he can and he will change your situation. Because without believing, your situation is unchangeable. In verse 35, once again, I told you I'm going to be reading kind of back and forth through this. It says, as Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting on the roadside. And when he heard the crowd <clears throat> going by, he asked what was happening. And they told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And I want you to imagine this story for just a moment in your mind's eye. There are a lot, listen to me, there are a lot of blind people sitting there. He's not the only blind guy there. That's important. But just, listen to me, just this guy, just this guy, in spite of the crowd listening in, decides to shout out, Jesus! Hey, I'm over here, Jesus! Son of David, I'm over here, come over here! And this one guy is making a scene. The crowd's saying, who, who is this guy? So rude, interrupting. But this was a cry of hope. And someone here today is crying out inside, hoping. Listen, given this guy's status in life, if he didn't believe that Jesus could heal him, he would have embarrassed himself in front of the very people who fed him his next meal. That would have jacked up his livelihood, so to speak. But he's thinking, hey, my answer is just a few feet away from me. And I've heard 
what this guy has done. I, I've heard all about it. I've heard all about the healings. I believe Jesus can change my situation. Today, most people have their, have their dreams. They've lost their hope because they put their hope in the wrong sources. And without hope, as I mentioned, we're adrift like a sailboat. Without a sail, without a rudder, we're drifting through life. We find ourselves drifting because we've placed our hope in the wrong things. <clears throat> and some people put hope in their businesses. They put hope in the stock market. And, you know, you know sometimes that pays off. Sometimes it doesn't. Some people put their hope in their jobs and they lose it. Some people put their hope in the government. Some people put their hope in, the spout, in their spouse. They put their hope in the wrong things. And uh, here's what the word of God says in 1 Peter chapter 1. It says, God paid for you with the precious lifeblood of Christ because of this you can trust. Your trust can be in God who raised Christ from the dead and gave him great glory and here it is, now your faith and hope can rest in him alone. Believe right now that Jesus Christ can change your situation, the one that you're in even right now, the situation that maybe you, that, that overwhelms your head and your mind right now. Believe. And then you've got to ignore all of the negative voices around you and in you because most people go through life without a vision and out of the control and they don't want you to have one either so disregard the people around you who say oh that's a pipe dream that's never going to happen disregard the, the, those who say that, that, that you'll never change that your marriage will never change that you'll always be broke and if you listen to all that You'll be filled with fear and anxiety and, and all kinds of doubt. You'll be doubting yourself. And some of you are right there right now today. And you've got to stop. Listen to me. You've got to stop needing approval from everyone. If you fear the disapproval of other people, listen to me very close. You'll never have God's vision in your life. Bartimaeus knows that yelling out for Jesus is not a popular choice. And the people around him didn't approve. But listen to me. It's his chance to see. I, ho I hope you see that. In verse 39, those who led the way, they rebuked him and they told him to be quiet. But he just shout, shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. The crowds just told him to shut up. I, I honestly, this is me, okay? This is me coming out. I just can't help but love his response. Bartimaeus. He gets louder. I got a feeling that's what I would do. Oh, you, you oh no, no, you ain't telling me to shut up. No, this is my vision. This is what I, I don't, I'm the one that's blind. And he gets louder. And he's yelling now, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. 
Listen, if you ever want to see your vision, stop listening to the negative garbage around you. In Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25, the fear of human opinions disables. Trusting in God protects you from that. Sometimes in our own mind, the negative is the loudest. In our own mind. How many can say that that's happened to you before? I'm going to raise my hand. And it's just you. It's just, it's just you feeding yourself with the negative. Everybody else is encouraging, but it's just you. And listen to me, you're either going to listen to the fear that's going on in your head, or you're going to trust God. Bartimaeus thought, and today you need to as well. I, I don't care what the crowd thinks. If you're here today, you need to be saying that in your mind. I don't care what the crowd thinks. I want to see. I, I, want, I want to receive my vision. And then we have to listen to God's call. Some of you knowing everything already, <laughs> and you're so busy getting that done, and you miss the call. You, you miss the direction that God wants to give you. You, you miss the dream. You miss the, the vision, your vision. In verse 49, Jesus stopped and said, call him, talking about the blind guy. So they called the blind man, cheer up, on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. In all of your busyness, could it be Jesus has stopped here today and he's calling you? Can you all just bow your heads today and close your eyes for just a few seconds? Maybe it's, maybe it's time to listen to God. God's call on your life, you know what? It's God's vision for your life. It's the same thing. Everybody's called by God. We're all called to be forgiven by him. We're all called to know him and to love him. The only question is, are you going to pick up the phone? And for some of you, God's been calling you your whole life. But you already know everything. And you're so busy doing that that you didn't even hear him. And I want you to take a few seconds here today. Bartimaeus, he could have been so busy wanting that that he missed the most important call of his life. I'd say another way of listening to him is to read his word. Listen, this is not written by accident. It says, throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. You see, there's no hesitation here. He jumped at his chance. He jumped at his call. He jumped at his vision. Every day you postpone God's vision for your life, you're wasting another day. Then Bartimaeus tells Jesus what he wants. And you got to tell God what you want. 
In Luke 18, 40, when he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, I, I want to see. I, I want to see. And I love this because it's just so simple. He just says, I want to see, Lord. I want, I want my vision. And Jesus goes, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. I want to ask you, what's, what's your answer to that question today? What do, you, what do you want from Jesus? Because Jesus is asking you, do you, do you believe him? Do, do you believe in Jesus and what he can do? Ignore the negative voices in your head and listen for Jesus. He's asking you today, what do you want me to do for you, for your life, for your family, for your career, for your health, for your kids? Don't you? I mean, Jesus already knows what you want, but he gives Bartimaeus an opportunity to publicly announce his faith to Jesus. And that took courage for him. It does for you as well. I can just see, listen, if you can just imagine this right now, I can just see Jesus' face when he hears Bartimaeus' answer saying in front of everybody, Lord, I just want to see. I, I, I want my vision. You know, guys, it's hard sometimes, but secret faith or shy faith is shallow faith. Jesus is asking you this morning, what do you want? In Romans chapter 8, verse 32, Jesus, since God did not spare, it says, since God did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for, all, for us all, won't God who gave us Christ also give us everything else? And then the Bible says, Jesus said to him, receive your sight, your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight. And I want you to notice something. Receive, I want you to receive your vision in faith. Once again, God's words are not a mistake. Receiving and faith go together. Bartimaeus wasn't just thinking positive and happy thoughts. He believed in Jesus and he received his sight. And I want you to also notice Bartimaeus didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus. I think that's a pretty important thing. He didn't already have a great relationship or any relationship with Jesus. And I don't want you to be afraid that you don't know God well enough to ask him for something here today. With Bartimaeus, the relationship didn't come until after the request, until after the healing. When your faith and God's grace come together, miracles happen. But the recipe calls for both, your faith and his grace. In Mark chapter 10, it says, he regained his sight and began following Jesus on the road. And finally today, I want to encourage you to follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. If you want to keep your vision, you need to start today and stay on the road with Jesus. Check it out. When I started today, I read the very first sentence of this verse. 
And it said, as Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside. And now, he's not blind. He's got vision. And he joined Jesus on the road. And here's probably the most important question of the day today. When you leave here today, which of those two phrases will describe you? Are you going to be still sitting on the side of the road, drifting and out of control? Or are you going to jump to his call and join Jesus on the road? Once again this morning, it's always, always your choice. Shall we stand? Let every head be bowed and every eye closed as they play a little behind me. The Savior, the creator of the world, walked right in front of Bartimaeus and he changed his life forever. I believe God wanted you here today and he's passing by right in front of you. Don't miss him. Don't, don't delay. Don't wait. Get up. Get up and follow him on the road. Let's pray together, and I'm going to turn over to the worship team. But I want, I want you to pray this with me. Jesus, I believe you can change my situation. Help me ignore the negative voices that say I'll never have my vision, that my best days are over. Please help me to stop listening to that garbage. start listening for your call I want to hear your calling your vision your dream for me today for me today and Jesus help me to receive your vision for my life I don't want to drift anymore I'm done. I'm done sitting on the side of the road, begging everyone else for my next need, for my vision. I want to be on the road following you. And I'm jumping in starting right now. Starting right now in Jesus' name. Amen.